0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The other night I awakened to a loud peal of thunder. It was raining, again. Lying there in bed in the dark, I thought of the times in my childhood when the electricity had gone out because of inclement weather. With flashlights, furniture, and blankets, my sister and I constructed forts. Sometimes our parents even helped us. Scurrying under the cover of those makeshift shelters, we were safe riding out the storm together. I don't remember at what age I first heard the story of Noah, who listened to God's invitation to build an ark into which animals and humans alike climbed to safety when that great flood covered the earth. But I know I long have loved this complex story. As far as we know, Noah didn't do any back-talking. He took the blueprint God provided and set to work, building that massive craft that would weather the great storm. As I grew older, this story from Scripture has given me space to wrestle with questions life inevitably raises again and again, perhaps questions we too have been puzzling these many days, this far into the coronavirus pandemic. Questions like, why does God allow natural disasters? This question, like similar questions, is not one we get to answer with any kind of clarity in this lifetime, anyway. Even so, this powerful story of God's saving love for humanity, expressed through Noah and his family, and the whole menagerie of animals that climbed into the ark with them, sheltering in place during those 40 days and 40 nights, has been an unexpected spiritual shelter for me during these long weeks of praying and staying at home. Interestingly, the beauty and truth of this biblical story has come alive for me thanks to a courageous witness whose voice I first heard when I was living and working in New York, the voice of a composer and singer who wrote a song for a kid's creative art camp offered through an Episcopal church in Lower Manhattan a camp I got to be part of several summers ago. I've been singing the words of this song to myself lately, as you do when you're trying to self-soothe. And as I've sung it, I've been praying for my friend Matt and his wife Elsa and their new little baby boy, Marty. Matt's song goes something like this. God wept and creation groaned. All was not as it should be. Noah was chosen, his favor known. Through him, God would rescue me. When Noah and his family were finally able to leave that ark, many, many days after the great flood had passed, many of you probably remember. God confirmed that enduring love for the whole world through the symbol of the rainbow. Jesus, as we know, was born way down the line, descended from Noah and his children's children. And today, in our lesson from Peter, we hear How Jesus stops at nothing to save us, traveling all the way back in time, through time and space to that place of the dead, bringing God's good news of love to even the souls who had perished during that great flood in Noah's day. We're lucky inheriting these rich biblical stories that we do through our tradition And I find myself imagining about the stories we one day will tell about God's miraculous provision and protection for us and for this world on the other side of this pandemic, when the tidal wave of emotion full of fear, sadness, grief, and worry is finally behind us. But already, I hear those and read those on the screen those words of life and hope we already are sharing to reassure one another, near and far. These many ways we already are telling stories of love and redemption. There is an Irish saying, Erska Akela Awirin Nadine. Translated, the phrase says, under the shelter of each other, people survive. Irish poet, theologian, and peace worker, Padraig Tuama speaks of the nuances of this peculiar turn of phrase in his book, In the Shelter, Finding a Home in the World. Tuama says, ska can mean shadow as much as shelter. And I find myself hearing echoes of this when I think about Noah and his family, sheltering in place, as indeed we all have been doing to make our contribution to the common good. But there is that shadow side of this great effort we are marshalling for the sake of our common humanity because sometimes it can lead us to worry, primarily about ourselves. These days, we have yet to make meaning of what is happening in this moment. The meaning may become clear in bits and pieces over time, perhaps many, many years from now. But one day, we will be able to see the arc of the story, like the rainbow that Noah and his family glimpsed after the floodwaters subsided. How will our world be changed by this experience? How will we be changed by sharing Jesus' love with one another and with the most vulnerable through this incredible ordeal? Our world lies in wait. Huddled and hurting, hoping for redemption. May we embrace the challenge Otuma raises in his poem entitled The Northern of Ireland. Otuma writes At the end of the day, the reality is that whether we change or whether we stay the same, these questions will remain. Who are we to be with one another? And how are we to be with one another? I wake, you wake, she wakes, he wakes, they wake. We wake and take this troubled beauty forward. In these troubled times, may we be blessed with the courage and faithfulness of our forebears. Amen.